Hey everyone, welcome to the How To Gurus, a podcast with honest conversation from everyday people about how to do this thing called life. Please do me a huge favor and open your podcast listening app and click subscribe. This will help future episodes land right in your podcast app so you don't have to go search for them. If you are subscribed, it will load automatically each week when we drop an episode. Also, if you could rate and review this podcast, we would greatly appreciate it. We love five-star ratings. We also love when people write a review. It's so fun to read. We've been reading a few of them each week on the podcast. So I hope that you all are enjoying hearing from other people. It just helps people find the show. The more we're rated, the more we're reviewed, the easier it will be to find. So welcome to episode four. This episode is all about Craig and me, your podcast hosts. Episode two was all about me, Tiffany. Episode three was all about Craig. And now episode four is about our life together. We want to earn the right to be heard to you, our listener. This podcast is all about life how to do this thing called life. And Craig and I are giving you that from our perspective, from our experience. So we want you to know who we are. Who is this that's telling you these things? We want you to learn about us. We want to earn the right to be a trusted voice in your life. So here you go. All about Craig and me. Episode four. Hi, Craig. Hi, Tiff. All about us. All about us. Us. So we went through you, then we went through me. So now it only is fitting that we share about us. Yeah. How did us come about? I don't know. We've just always been. (laughs) Well, yes, we've been together for a long time. So it does seem like that. that. (laughs) That's not actually how it is. And some people say that, you know, we've just always been together. Yeah. We've been together for going on 28 years. Counting dating? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because we've been married for 23 years, almost 24 years, and we dated for four years. How in the world? <laughs> I'm too young. I'm too young for that. Yeah, I'm way too young for this. So <laughs> did we meet when we were, what, six? We were toddlers, probably. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's that what, sounds about right. Yeah, that feels right. No, I, w- I met you when I was 14. My family changed churches, and the church we started going to was the same church that your family went to. That's a question we get a lot when people find out you were homeschooled in Bellbuckle, and I went to regular public school in Manchester. People are like, well, how'd y'all meet? Church. That's where we met. Craig's family already went there, and my family started going there uh, right at the end of my eighth grade year. You were turning 15. Yeah, I was turning 15. And uh, we came right like close to your birthday we came that spring you in june so just a couple months later you asked me to be your girlfriend yes do you know camp do you know what date that was that you asked me to be your girlfriend you know (laughs) it was in july no (laughs) for the audio i'm shaking my head no (laughs) huh June 21st. Great job. I was joking. Come on. Uh, 1995. 1995. Mm-hmm. We were at church camp. We both knew that the other one liked each other. So during the church service, as the service was ending, you flipped a note in my lap. Check yes or no. Ran off. Yeah. And asked yeah. me to go with you. That was the phrase then all those years ago. Yeah. I think now they just say they're talking. Mm-hmm. 
which I don't get. Or going out. Oh, they do say going out? I think they say they're going out. I don't know. What do the kids say about that? I don't know. They say they're talking when they're not really official boyfriend and girlfriend. But isn't that what you're supposed to do to become official as you talk? I don't know. So don't you talk to a lot of people? Not in the same way you would talk to that one special person. <laughs> yeah, but if I say I'm talking to somebody, doesn't that mean to seal the deal? Apparently not. We sealed the deal with a note. Well, you see, the reason why I did that. <laughs> so let's go back and be real. Okay. You had a binding contract. <laughs> you checked yes. That's binding. <laughs> yeah, that was smart. That was hey. really smart on your part. Yeah. I still have that note. See? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and still working for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So that was June 21st, 1995. It was the summer before my freshman year of high school. You would have been going into your sophomore year. I went back to high school with a boyfriend and never got rid of him. (laughs) (laughs) You leveled up your boyfriend status a few years later. How did I do that? You became a fiance. Oh. And then you became a husband. (laughs) Level up. You leveled it up. What do you remember about me when you met me? I remember you had big hair. <laughs> I still have big hair. No, that, different back in the 90s. Well, that was... It was a lot bigger. Just this style. Yeah. We didn't now, use flat irons then. I can still remember you like walking down that middle aisle of the church. Really? First time I see you, yeah. Aw. <laughs> you were wearing like a flowery dress, floral dress. That's funny that you remember that. Yeah, I remember seeing you, and I just kind of thought you were kind of (laughs) hot. And then I found out you were a cheerleader, so that made it even hotter. I was like, what? Such deep feelings. (laughs) Yeah, it was was just, you know, 15-year-old boy. It's all, you know, about the look. That's okay. But then I got to know you, (laughs) and you set me straight. (laughs) About what? (laughs) That it's not just about the work, it's about That's everything right. else. It's not. It's about a lot of things. Yeah. We were in youth group together for a couple months, and then we became boyfriend and girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And it was a little bit challenging because we did only see each other at church. Yeah. For okay. the most part, because we were 14 and 15, and I turned 15 shortly after, because my birthday's in October, so we got together in June, July, August. So four months later, I turned 15. But still, at 15, you don't drive on your own. No. So we were dependent on our parents letting us come over to each other's houses and then being willing to drive us places. And that really didn't we happen a lot. really far away from each other. Right. So it really was just seeing each other at church for probably that yeah. first year of our relationship. Yeah. Then it started, once I got my driver's license, it kind of changed. Yes. So that was about a year and a half in, I guess. Yeah. And then a couple years in is when we were allowed to date because my parents had said I had to be 16 to date you. Yeah. But you remember our first date. (laughs) Magic number. I do remember our first date. We went with friends on a double date. Double date. Double date. Whose rule? Was that my dad's rule? I don't even remember why we went on a double date. I don't know. Because we've been together for two years at that point. By the time we like officially went on our first date, we had been together for two years and I had would come to your house and hang out with your family and do game night or go to your homeschool activities. And you would come to my house and we'd watch a movie or go do family things with each of our families and we would do church things. Yeah, youth group activities. Mm-hmm. But we weren't allowed to date. Like We weren't allowed to go somewhere alone. You weren't allowed to drive me anywhere for that six months when you were 16 and I wasn't. <laughs> well, 
I probably wouldn't want me to drive you anywhere either. <laughs> Even <was> now. Oh. <laughs> no, I was 16. Oh, oh, that's what I meant. So when I turned 16, you were allowed to take me on a date. And for some reason, we invited friends of ours who weren't dating. They weren't no. dating each other. They were just friends. They were just friends. They were in our youth group. Yeah. And so they went on our date with us and we went putt-putt golfing. That's right. And we went to eat. Did we go to Demas's? I don't remember where we went to eat. I think it was Demas's. Or Chili's? Or I don't even remember that part. It was Demas's. Came to the big city of Murfreesboro because I still lived in Manchester at that time and used to live in Bellbuckle. Bellbuckle, yeah. Drove on in to the big city and had a date. Yeah. And from there... We were allowed to date, like, alone. <laughs> yeah, I alone. think it was just, like, the first... I don't know if that was I can't right. remember. I can't even remember that at all. <laughs> we that would did. be really weird if it was, like, okay, you can go on a double date, and then once you go on the first double date, you're good to go. Yeah, that's why I don't remember if that was somebody's rule or if that's just what we wanted to do, because I understand that if my parents didn't know you, if you were just some new guy that I just started talking to that they might not want me to go out alone with you but we'd been together for two years they knew you they knew your family your family had been to my parents house my parents yeah. had been to your parents house so I don't really know what that was about but we really didn't do a lot of alone dating we did no. a lot of group stuff group stuff it was like a courtship style relationship but not because somebody said it had to be it was just the way we did it yeah we were you hanging out with out, your family, right? hanging out with my family, hanging out with groups. I think it was because we did so much that it didn't really... I mean, it's like even today. I mean, we do so much with like the kids and church yeah. and everything else. It's like, what is date night? Your family was always really big on doing stuff together. Like having me over and right. playing games or having a movie night or... Well, we always had like a pizza night. Mm-hmm. So we just did a lot of that and got to know each other really well. Yeah. And then this is the part that a lot of people are like, what? <laughs> the next year <laughs> the next year or two we got engaged yep to be married yep so do you remember how old i was when you asked me to marry you yeah you're 17 <laughs> and what i say you said yes i did i said yeah. yes at that point we'd been dating for three years yep. do you remember what day we got engaged on you're killing me with this <laughs> That wasn't on June 21st. It wasn't on June 21st. It was on July 23rd, 1998. What else happens on July 23rd? It's Rylan's birthday. I know. Our son ended up being born on that day. He wasn't due on that day. He was due on July 30th. Yeah. But he was a ginormous baby. And so he had to be taken a week early. And it didn't dawn on me then what July 23rd was. But at some point, I put two and two together that that was the day we got engaged in 1998. So that's funny that he was born on that day. That is. And we got Never engaged at church camp. <laughs> yep. Around the lake. Um, what's the name of that church camp? Doe River Gorge. No. No? The Wilds. We met at Doe River Gorge. Gotcha. That's where you tossed me the letter. We got engaged at the Wilds. You're looking at me like you don't remember that. <laughs> I don't remember going back to the wild. I had never been to the wilds okay. when we went to Dare River so Gorge. That the first time. Mm -hmm. No, okay. it wasn't the first time we went to the wilds. It was the last time we went to the wilds because we got engaged. We got married the next summer. We'd been there for a couple of years. Okay. All your I've church camps camp. are blending yeah, together. Yeah, I was going to say, I've gone to so it's many It's because camps. we're youth leaders. We haven't ever stopped going to camp. <laughs> you had graduated already because you're, even though we were born the same year and we're the same age, you're actually six months older than me. Yeah. And your birthday's in the spring and mine's in the fall which means we went to school different years yep. so you graduated in 1998 i was just a big achiever big achiever 
Yeah. And I did not graduate until 1999. So we got engaged in the summer of 98 after you had graduated and before my senior year. Yeah. So I started my senior year engaged. This was in 1998. This was not in 1950. So yeah, yeah. it was odd. There wasn't that many people doing that. No, it was definitely uh, something that not everybody was, they couldn't wrap their brain around it. Right. Like, why would you want to do that? Yeah. That was a question that we got asked a lot, or I got asked a lot. I won't speak oh, yeah. for you. Why Why would you not, like, throw your life away, but kind of that's how people made you feel. Like, why would right. you just, why don't you want to live a little first? And why don't yeah. you want to have all these experiences first? I get that to an extent, but also there's lots of life to live and lots of ways to live life. There's not just one track and one way to oh, do absolutely. things. We just knew that that's what we were supposed to do, and we both had a lot of peace about it. I don't know that I've ever had so much peace about something in my whole life, which is interesting as a 17- and 18-year-old girl that I just knew it was what we were supposed to do. I knew it was the right thing. I felt that as God's call in my life. And as much as people tried to talk me out of it, because a lot of people <laughs> did try to talk me out of it, I knew it was the right thing for me. And all these years later, I don't doubt that. I know it was what we were supposed to do. It was definitely a challenging time, though. So, I mean, there was a lot of a lot of different things that were happening, and I get. I mean, I guess in the end, when you look back at it, it made us grow closer together. I think it did because we we faced a lot of opposition, particularly from my parents. They were really against us getting married. They got married really young, yeah. um, younger than we did. <laughs> yeah. They just knew that it was hard. It was hard for them, and they wanted to prevent hardship for us. So you can appreciate that, and I can understand that. And even at the time, I understood that. It wasn't like I lived under a rock and thought, oh, relationships (laughs) are so easy. Of course, you don't know how hard a marriage can be or how hard growing older with a person can be until you're doing it. But that's with a lot of things in life. You don't know how hard parenting is until you do it. But people were trying to talk us into that because we waited so long to have kids we had the opposite deal with that we had people trying to talk us out and get married because we were too young but then we had people trying to talk us into having kids because we've been married for so long (laughs) but having kids it's a whole thing it's hard so you were a senior in high school and engaged and i had graduated Mm-hmm. and was out for your senior year uh, we waited a year in between right. for me a year in between high school and college so that we could get married you and took a gap year I took a gap year <laughs> yeah and I worked yeah. worked a couple of jobs saved up money for college and for life expenses mm-hmm. as we were getting married and then you graduated in May 1999 that's right May and 21st exactly a month later May 21st to June 21st we got married on a Monday night we did because we wanted that date. And why is June 21st? Okay. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> That's why when you said July at the beginning, I was like, I was really? messing with you. <laughs> I couldn't tell by your face. That had always been our date. We got together yeah. on June 21st, 1995. We celebrated the 21st every month. Mm-hmm. You would get me a card or we would do something if we could get together. And we definitely celebrated every year. So it just made sense to me that we would keep that the date. And really getting married on a Monday is not that much harder than getting married on a weekend. Actually, it ended up being easier for a lot of people because people's weekends fill up. I do think it hurt our numbers, though. No, it absolutely (laughs) did not. Just kidding. The church was packed. The church was so so full. We got married in the church where we met. And... It's not a big church, and we had invited a lot of people because we both have a lot of family, 
And both of my parents have grown up in Manchester, so they have a lot of friends and extended family there. And we didn't limit the guest list at all. We also did not ask for an RSVP because we were not having dinner. We just did finger foods. And it was a Monday night. I don't think the wedding started until like 7 o'clock. Because it was a Monday night, we knew people would likely be working. Right. Except for those who traveled in from out of town. So we scheduled it late. And it just, everybody came. I feel like everybody who we invited pretty much came. Yeah. And all of your family had to come from out of town. And it wasn't that big of a deal because it really was just the one more day. Like if you're going to travel to a Saturday wedding or a Friday night wedding, you're probably going to take off work Friday and Monday or Thursday and Friday or something like that. So we didn't feel like it was super inconvenient for out of town people since it was right beside a weekend. Let's talk about the day. Okay. Were you nervous? I don't remember being nervous. I remember being very excited. This was a long time ago, though. (laughs) No, I know. So the biggest thing that I remember is I wasn't nervous Mm -hmm. until I was sitting in the back waiting on, you know, everything to start or whatever. And my groomsmen came in and were like, get up. We need your chair. Yeah. And I was like, my chair? What do you need my chair for? They're like, we need more seating. There's so many people there. And I was like, what? They were really having to cram people in. So they were cramming people in. And what made me nervous was just, you know, one, all the people. But then we had quite the uh, service. We did have a long ceremony. A long ceremony. A lot of music in our ceremony. The marriage sermon, wedding sermon was long. But we had decided, you and I, as we were going through premarital counseling and looking at how we wanted our service and wedding to go, we had decided we wanted to put the emphasis on the ceremony. Yeah. And not as much emphasis on the reception. For one, we didn't have a very large reception area. We just used the church fellowship hall. Yeah. So there wasn't a whole lot of space to do much of anything. And I was also trying to be thrifty with my wedding because my parents didn't want me to get married. So I was trying to compensate by not asking for a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I'll make it cheap on you. That right. Work? So we did. And we were having it late on a weeknight. Yeah. So we knew a lot of people had probably grabbed a snack or had dinner before they came. So we did decide that we would put the emphasis on the ceremony. And boy, did we. It was like an hour long. Yeah. A long ceremony. We had like five songs. I remember somebody. I can't even remember who it was now. And I remember them saying, I didn't know I was going to a concert. Yeah, I know who that was. I won't say. <laughs> I'll tell you later. Okay. <laughs> It was just funny because we did have a lot of music because, you know, music has been part of my background and we've enjoyed a lot of music together. Yes, and we listened to a lot of music because going from my house to your house and your oh house gosh, to my yes. house was a significant drive, like what, 35, 40 minute drive, yeah. something like that. So you have the radio on the whole time yeah. pretty much. And we had songs that we liked. We had the T-tops out. Driving down the back country roads. <laughs> I got a firebird. So you surprised me at our wedding. Yes. You sang me a song. Sang your song. What song did I sing you? It was Colin Ray, If the World Stops Turning. If the World Stops Turning. And then we sang to each other, Shania Twain's. Shania Twain. Um, from This Moment. From This Moment. I had to think, yes. <laughs> and I'm not a singer, but you and your mom really practiced with me on that <laughs> song, trying to get me to be on key So and what made stuff. us, like, what was the push for that? I have no idea. I don't remember. I think we just thought that'd be a good idea. I don't really know why we did I know, that. but like. Had we you seen it? I don't know, but I mean, it was like one of those things that you never really professed to be a singer. No. And somehow you just were like, yeah, I want to do this. 
it was it sweet. worked out. Yeah, yeah it, was it was sweet. Cool. So then we went on a little honeymoon to Gatlinburg because little Gatlinburg. again we were trying to be thrifty because we paid for our honeymoon and we were poor college kids, eighteen and nineteen, and headed to college and going to be paying for all of our own expenses plus college yep. because that was what we chose to do. That was the deal we made. Neither yep. of our parents offered to support us, nor would we have accepted. No. We moved to a little town of Trenton, Georgia. Trenton, Georgia. Which is right outside of Chattanooga. And you had been going to church there. So that's why we moved there initially because we got our apartment from a guy that went to church with you. Yep. But then we both got jobs in Chattanooga. Yep. And your school was in Chattanooga. So about six months later, we felt like it just was not working. Was it just a job thing or is it the fact that that little apartment was as wide as my arm span? <laughs> it was such a small apartment. It was so little. That was actually probably more. You walked in the front door, it was the living it. room. You walked through the second door, it was the bedroom. You walked through the third door, it was the kitchen. You walked through the fourth door, it was the bathroom. Yes. That was it. It was an old house that had been converted uh, into a duplex. Yeah, it was, it was pretty old. Yes. So we only lived there for six months. We did decide we wanted a little bit of a bigger apartment. Yep. That one I think we decided at the time was 600 square feet. That may be a little generous. But <laughs> the one just, in Trenton? Yes, yeah, the one in Trenton. That, that was 600 square feet. But the way it was laid out was problematic. And it yeah. was just so old. That was problematic. And we only needed to be in Trenton on Sundays and for Wednesday church, nights yeah. whenever we would go to church. We were both in Chattanooga all day, every day. Mm -hmm. So we said, let's look and see if we can afford to live in Chattanooga. Because that was another thing. When we were shoring all this stuff up for us to get married, I was still in high school. So do you remember how much our rent was though in Trenton? $200 or $250 yeah. a month. Yeah. That's why we took it. It's like nothing. Because we were like, we can, because even then in 1999, that was not very expensive. No. Uh-uh. That was very inexpensive. So we knew that we could afford that. And we thought, okay, well, let's go ahead and take it. Because I feel like we went ahead and committed to that before either of us knew what our oh, full-time yeah. job was going to be. Yeah. So that way we felt like, okay, we know we can afford that for at least a yeah. few months based on our savings and the money that we were both bringing in right. to the marriage. Because I had also had a job in high school. I didn't yeah. work full-time for a year like you did, but I didn't have a lot of I worked full-time for two years because I was able to work oh, right. full-time because you my senior much year. That's right. Well, I had not worked as much as you had, yeah. but I also did not have that many expenses. And so I was right. able to save a good bit of money too. So we felt like we had enough savings that we could definitely afford that rent if it took us a while to get jobs, which it didn't. We both had jobs by the time we got married. We had gone down the month or two before. That was back well, I, in the day when I you got couldn't... a job through somebody that I was going to church with as well. Oh, that's right. So we got the apartment through somebody that I went to church with and then got a job through somebody else that I went to church with. Right. So so Craig had started going to Chattanooga or to Trenton every Sunday, started going to the church that his sister and her husband went to that we talked about in one of the previous episodes. They were the youth pastors there and we would help them sometimes with youth activities. So he started going down there in January. So he was getting to know people. And there was a guy at the church yeah. that asked, I don't know if they just knew you were looking for a job or if he just yeah. asked you, I can't remember. They knew that we were moving down there and mm -hmm. that we were both going to be looking for jobs and stuff like that. He just was like, hey, we're hiring. So Yes. And I had experience working in banks. I had done that for two summers in between school. I did not work at a bank during school. But in the summers, I worked full time after I got my license in car. So like 1999, 
1997 and 1998, I worked at a bank all summer and I really liked banking. My yeah. other job during the school year was I worked at a pharmacy and I liked that too, but a pharmacy is more retail. They have later hours and they're open on the weekends. So I really wanted to try my hand at banking. So we went down probably a month before yeah, we got married or that. two months. I feel like we waited right until I graduated. So I could yeah. say I'd graduated maybe. I can't remember specifically. <laughs> but we, and we just walked around downtown Chattanooga to all the banks. And, turned in and I turned in my resume yep. and some of them let me go ahead and fill out an application. Because yep. that was back in the day when you didn't get on the internet. Now it would be so easy to apply for a job in Chattanooga. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't have to go there at all. No, yeah. But this was in 1999 and not everything was online. I mean, I don't know of anything that was really online like that. We went and I applied at a lot of places and I got a call back to interview at two of them. And they both gave me an offer. And so I chose one. So we were lined up. We had jobs. By the time we got married, it all really worked out perfectly. And so we just thought, oh, we'll save a lot of money and live in this little tiny apartment. But the drive into Chattanooga every day was just hard. It was far, a lot of traffic. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, getting in in and out of Chattanooga is challenging sometimes. Mm-hmm. So we moved from Trenton to Hickson. We moved to a little suburb of Chattanooga yeah. called Hickson, Tennessee. Well, from a one bedroom to a two bedroom. We were living the high life with that extra it was, bedroom. It was like significant. It was I like mean, 900 square feet. Yeah. So it was pretty, it was, and the living room was really big. Yeah, That's what I remember about it. It, the living room was very spacious. The kitchen was very spacious. I guess yeah. our the rooms maybe were small. But yeah, they were. Because the second one, we never turned into a bedroom. It was just the computer room. Yeah, it really was a junk room most well, of the time that we lived there. <laughs> well, I, mean, I did school work in there sometimes. Yes, and your closet was in there. You kept all your clothes in there. because you took all the space. <laughs> I took the master closet. Actually, neither one of them was a master because yeah. I only had the one bathroom in the hallway. I guess we took the room that was bigger yeah. and made it the master. So and you we took the closet that was bigger. Do you remember what our rent was there? No, I don't. It was four fifty. Four fifty. I was yes. going to say four seventy five. So that's why I think the I think the Trenton apartment would have been two hundred because I feel like we more than doubled. Probably going into Chattanooga and getting a bigger place. But we lived there for so we would have moved there right after the holidays. So probably January two thousand mm-hmm. or something like that. Right at the beginning of the year two thousand, and we lived there for the next two and a half years because we lived in Chattanooga yep. for three years, and they never raised our rent. No. It stayed the 450 and it was a good place to live. It was a neighborhood of duplexes. So we lived there for two and a half years and we just tried to learn how to grow up together. Yeah. <laughs> While I was going to school. While you were working full time and going yeah. to school full time and I was working full time and trying to learn how to manage a household and be a good wife and cook dinner and clean house and all of those things. Yeah. <laughs> you did good. Oh, thanks. So then we graduated from college, and I say we because it was definitely a joint effort. <laughs> I tell people all the time that I would not have graduated college with the grades that I had if it wasn't for you. <laughs> so we graduated oh. and moved. Never felt like Chattanooga was home. I don't think that was ever in, even in question. It wasn't because when we moved there, the purpose of us moving there was for you to go to school. Right. Then while you were in school, you decided you wanted to come back to Murfreesboro and you had a business opportunity here you wanted to investigate. That just was always the plan. And we never felt God calling us away from that plan. So we moved here in May of 2002 because that's when you graduated. You actually were done with school in December of 01. This school is so small they didn't do a December graduation. So we decided... 
to wait around so that you could walk and wear a cap and gown. And, yeah. And you graduated the same time that our brother-in-law did. Yeah. So that worked out nice. Y'all got to graduate together. Yeah. So then we moved back here and kind of got into a routine of us and then decided that uh, it was time for us to expand our family. <laughs> yeah. Us was for a long time, though. Yes, it was. Because we moved back to Murfreesboro in May of 02 and we did not have our first child until November of 06. But we got to do a lot of fun things, though. And I think that's why we waited. I think we matured a lot, too. I think that yeah. was helpful. And we got our finances in order. Because I think you and I both have always been decent with money, having yeah. banking backgrounds. And we both have worked in banking backgrounds. Both of us working at banks really helped. Not that working at a bank teaches you how to budget your money, but no, it but helps you. but you see a lot. That's what I was just going to say is you see yeah. it done wrong a lot where your banking customers are yeah. asking you questions about their balance or you see that they don't have any money and they're bouncing checks. That's impactful yeah, when you see like their desperation about that yeah. or their embarrassment about that. So you learn really quick, oh, I don't want to be like that. And that was part of the reason that we did wait to have kids is that yeah. we wanted to be feel financially yeah. secure. Because we weren't, but we wanted to feel good. <laughs> we weren't, but yeah. we wanted to feel good about it. <laughs> but I do think that because we got married so young, I think waiting for the kids, like you said, marriage is hard enough. But I think that if you immediately, we're going through college, if we immediately added a child into that, and then, yeah, we were young in our finances, we were young in our marriage, and if you throw a young parent in there at the same time, I mean, you're really setting yourself up for disaster can be and you don't uh, always get to control all of those things oh no absolutely but, not but i'm saying planning wise if yes. you can plan it i mean that's the only reason why we did that was just because we were like no nah, we got to learn each other we've we got do. to grow up together yes you know we've got to grow up still individually and then together and then it just clicked and what seven years yeah Six years till we got pregnant and seven when she was born. We just, we were so young and that was not something on either of our radar. We weren't getting married so that we could have children right away. That was, we were getting married so we could be together because that was some of the pushback that we got when we were engaged and wanting to get married so young as people were like, well, why don't you just go to college together? Or why don't you just go he go to his college and you go take a year and go to college and like, well, we want to be together. That's hard. Even if you're going to the same college, you're, you're just still extending your dating life. You're not really, you're not really together. And so that just wasn't where we felt God calling us. We enjoyed being together. We knew we were young and we knew it was not going to be easy and it hasn't been easy. But I also challenge you to ask anyone who's married at whatever age they got married about how easy their marriage has been. Yeah, that's true. So we had Taylor in 06, and I became a stay-at-home mom for the most part, Yeah, which we already talked about in my episode, yeah. and you started supporting our family financially pretty much by yourself. I did work one day a week, so yeah. I, I pulled in some grocery cash yeah. <laughs> and a couponed. <laughs> Remember talking about that? Mm-hmm. And I, um, so Taylor and I just did our thing, put her on a little schedule, such an easy little baby, and we just thought we might just have her. Because she was just yes. so good and life was easy and we got in a good routine and we had our finances figured out about losing an, basically a whole income and yeah. we just got used to being poor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So we really did talk about not having any more kids after yep. her. And then I changed my mind. <laughs> you convinced so, me. So then you changed your mind. <laughs> yeah. It's funny how that works. Uh, well, she just needed to be a big sister. And if you asked her that now, she might disagree. Yeah. 
they're at ages where they they do squabble. But Rylan would not. He would definitely agree that she needed to be a big <laughs> yes, sister. Yes, Rylan would agree that Taylor needs to be a big sister. So what do you think is a challenge of getting married so young like we did? Why do you think people were in such opposition to it? What were the challenges that people were concerned about? Well, because you do have to grow up because we change so much. Mm-hmm. You know, you and I change right now. Yeah. In our you 40s, know what I mean? Yeah. Like every year there's changes. I mean, that's just how people are. Mm-hmm. But when you're that young, you tend to see things with rose colored glasses. <laughs> and I think that's what a lot of people thought is like, you're not seeing the full picture. Right. You know, we've already lived this life. We already know. Yeah. You lived the life. You understood what mm-hmm. was happening, what had happened. And we were willing to take on that challenge. And I think it brought us closer in a lot of ways. There are yeah. challenges that we faced. We really had to work together when we first got married specifically oh, yeah. about our finances because yeah. we were very limited on our income. We both worked, mm-hmm. but paying for your school was challenging. We wanted to try to do that, graduating with as little to no debt as possible. Yep. And we did end up graduating with just a little bit of debt. Yeah, we pretty much nothing. accomplished that goal, I feel like. So we had to have a lot of conversations about our spending. Do you remember that every week we each got, quote, blow fund? It was just like our fund money, and it was $10. That was $20 a week that came out of our paycheck, and I just got 10 whole dollars. So if I wanted to stop (laughs) at the the coffee shop on the way in and get a muffin, I had to use my $10. Like that did not, we did not use our debit card for that. No. It was $10, and we did not go out to eat. Uh Uh-uh. Except for once on the weekends, we would go out to eat after church on Sundays. Yeah. But for other than that, we maybe would go out to eat one other time on the weekend on certain weekends. Right. If we felt like we could or if we had like a group of friends doing something. Yeah. But even then, sometimes, of course, all of our friends were in the same position we were in because they were all college students yeah. paying their own way through. That did so. It did help. And we would have people over to our house and get cheap pizza or everybody would just bring something. We'd make chicken Mm -hmm. nuggets or just whatever. But that kind of life, we had to talk about it. Oh, yeah. I remember like if we went to the store, I mean, if I went, you know, without you and stuff, I'd be like, okay, hey, I need to get this, this, this and this. Do do we have the money for that? Yeah. I mean, I remember those days. I remember you calling me to make sure you could stop and get gas. Oh, yeah. Because that was when, right around the time they implemented the pay at the pump, where it would approve your card for maybe like $75 because they had to pre-approve it because you were paying at the pump and didn't know how much you were getting. So it would pre-approve for $75 even if you only needed $30 of gas. So if you didn't have $75 in your account, it wouldn't pre-approve. So you would call me and be like, can I get gas? And I'd be like, yeah, but you have to go pay at the register. You can't pay at the pump. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> because we didn't have $75. We had yeah. the 30 or the yeah. 20 or whatever you needed to fill up your vehicle. But it was those conversations we were willing to have. Neither one of yeah. us was too proud or too, I guess proud is the right word, to think we should be further ahead than this. We no. we acknowledged that we were 19-year-old kids or 20-year-old kids. And we were kids, paying for everything. And that we were paying for everything by our choice. We, yeah. you know, we decided to get married. We decided to create this household between you and me. So we 
grew up together in a lot of ways, had a lot of hard conversations, had to decide what to do with our future after school because your path changed from what you wanted to do when you started school to what you decided to do when you finished school. So we had to have a lot of conversations because it involved both of us. Whereas if we had just been dating, I don't know that those conversations would have been had on as deep of a level because you're not already committed in this life to one another. Even if you think you're going to marry that person, Yes, you talk about things like where you want to live when you get married, possibly, or what job you might want to have. But I just think there's details that you leave out because you're not truly sharing your life with that person yet. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think it's just a, it's an evolving process no matter what stage in life you're at. Yes. And that's what I think most people, if they want to admit it, that that is what has to happen in any kind of a marriage for it to be successful is it has right. to be evolving. I mean, we've been together 28 years. And we still are evolving. We still have to have talks and we still have to have the hard conversations. We still have to communicate mm-hmm. about finances, relationship, yeah. everything. If you just thought that, oh, you're going to get married and that's it. Yeah, you're in for trouble. But I think that's just an evolving process. People getting married young, what I've thought is us growing up together I see value in that and benefit to that because we were able to get on the same page about certain things at a younger age. And before either one of us truly had our mind solely made up, like hard and fast, this is how we should do this. A lot of what we had that independence, right? A lot of that we had to decide together because neither of us had lived alone. So we both went from our parents' house to a home together. And I can see the value there where someone who doesn't get married until they're in their mid to late 20s or in their 30s, they're very established in their life. And I can see where that would be a challenge to have gone through college and gotten your job and decided what city you want to live in, maybe decided what house you want to buy, what neighborhood you want to live in, what pet you want to have, what car you want (laughs) to drive, you know, what kind of insurance policy you have, how much you contribute to your 401k, like all of these things that affect your health household when you're single they just affect you so you're maybe 28 years old or 30 years old and you've been doing that and then you meet someone that you decide you do want to share your life with so y'all date for a year or two you get married well that person has also likely lived a very independent life or not or not yeah and so then you're really not on the same page but either way You've grown into your decisions and your thoughts on things. And I think that would be challenging to all of a sudden have to start sharing someone else's view on finances or someone else's view on what neighborhood you live in. So basically it doesn't, what we are saying from our opinion is it doesn't matter when you get married, there will be challenges. challenges. Absolutely. And so from our perspective, when we got married so young, we looked at that as people said that and saying that somehow it was going to be more challenging because we were so young. Mm -hmm. We looked at that as, I don't really agree with that. It's just different challenges. It's just different challenges. Mm -hmm. Now, granted, I do understand the thought that when you're younger, you maybe don't have the maturity behind you. Right. To work through some of those and some challenges. Don't, but some and people, some people aren't people mature don't. at 30 right. years old either. Exactly. So at 18 and <laughs> I'm 19. Not quite mature all the time at 33. <laughs> not all the time. Well, I'm not either. <laughs> but I think we were mature enough to go, no, we're in this. This, yeah. this till death to us part, that means something. 
we weren't just in it for a cute wedding. We fought really hard to get married. I had to have a lot of really hard conversations with my family and with random strangers, you know, who just decide they want to give you their two cents when they see a diamond on your hand. Because I worked at a pharmacy, which was retail. So I was up front a lot with a lot of people coming in and they would see a diamond on my hand and be like, how old are you? Because obviously (laughs) I looked young. And so I would say 17 or 18 or whatever I was. And sometimes they want to tell you about how you shouldn't be getting married. And then sometimes when you listen to them and they keep talking, it's because they've been married three times themselves. And so (laughs) those are probably not the people I'm going to take the most advice from. But thank you for your input when you don't even know me. (laughs) Yeah. You got a lot of unsolicited advice. Unsolicited. But I did get a lot of advice. I don't know if you call it advice, but my family gave me a really hard time about getting married and it was difficult in my home. My parents weren't mean to me or anything like that, but they were just very disappointed that I was making this choice and they still gave us a wedding and did all of the things. And it was about halfway through our engagement. So just a few months before our wedding that my dad looked at me one day and said, I'm done trying to talk you out of this. We're not going to fight about this anymore. We're just going to plan your wedding and move forward. And I was like, thanks. Um, so he, that was very sacrificial of him because he still did not feel like he, he really didn't want me to get married. He felt like I should go to school first for at least a year, try that out. I mean, and he had all really good points. It's not like he was coming up with crazy stuff or anything. It's just, I knew it was what we were supposed to do. And I felt like I knew what a commitment meant. If there's something that we weren't going to agree on, we would figure it out. And we have. Yep. And we've had to have professional help in figuring it out sometimes. Yeah. And there's no oh, yeah. shame in that. It's definitely not been without challenges. As we've grown, we've gotten independence in different ways. And we've gotten differences of opinions as we've grown. And, you know, we just are able to, thank goodness, and able to work it out mm-hmm. and work out things. It's definitely one of those things that I believe that you can do anything if you put your mind to it. And if you mm-hmm. just trust that... You're doing what you're supposed to be doing. You're doing what God wants you to do, mm-hmm. that it will work out and you have to put your best foot forward every yeah. single day and do what he wants you to do. Yeah. And understand that marriage is a lifetime commitment. So just because you get tired of that person, that doesn't but mean also you But understand bolt. that it's hard. Right. Because that's what I think a lot of times is the problem, especially with young people. You mentioned rose colored glasses. But yeah, <laughs> realize that it's hard and realize... And, and I'm guilty of this is when things get hard, then that's when you want to give up. Mm-hmm. That's when you want to just be like, well, that's it's like too human hard. nature. A little it's bit. just too hard. Yeah. I'm just going to just forget this. It's too hard. But when you're talking about marriage, mm-hmm. you don't just give up. Right. Well, we live in a culture of laziness too. And we live in an entitled culture right now Yeah. that probably wasn't this way 50 years ago. No. If you hear our parents talk or aunts and uncles talk, things People didn't get divorced like they do now, not as quickly. And I'm not saying that there's never a valid reason for divorce. If you're not in a safe situation or someone abandons you, there's things you can't help. But also sometimes people get divorced just because they don't like each other anymore. And that's not really valid. That's not really walking out your covenant and your commitment. There's ways to get help. So have you ever not liked me? Yeah. have to answer so fast have you ever not slow down a little bit (laughs) calm down on that answer so yes we have had to have professional help Mm -hmm. and i would encourage people to do that and i think a little bit about this i've said something before about how men don't tend to open up 
and they don't tend to want to show their deep emotions and feelings and stuff like that. It's easy for us to shut down Mm -hmm. uh, and to bottle it up. And I think that's where getting counseling and getting into that, because I've had individual counseling, we've Mm -hmm. had couples counseling, we've went to the marital counseling, couples counseling, individual counseling, whatever, all of it, the gamut, you know, ran the gamut on it, but it's been good been necessary because that those hard times are just too hard to get through when you're on your own so if you're struggling with something like that there's no shame and no i think getting Um, help is the answer and that probably is why some marriages fail is because people are too proud to do that or they just it's hard to find the right place or the right counselor and it can be expensive i get all of that so i totally understand i think one of the best things we did for our marriage was the marriage small group that we did yeah I cannot remember the name of that program at the moment. It's this really awesome faith-based program that is a very large commitment. It's 17 weeks, and you really need to go every week to every session to get the full effect. I can't remember the name of it at the moment. To be continued. We'll mention that another time. We were going through a struggle, and a friend of ours told us about it, but it was like the only church in our area that was doing it was an hour away outside of Nashville, and we live in Murfreesboro. So we looked it up, and we did some research, and we decided that it would be really good for us, and it would really strengthen us and help us through this difficulty. And Our kids were little. They couldn't stay home alone. They did offer childcare at this thing, but again, it was an hour away and it didn't get over until their bedtime. So we were like, well, we want to drag them there every week and (laughs) be so tired. So we talked to your mom about it and she was very generous and came over every week. But we went to this church in, was it in Franklin or Brentwood? Brentwood. Yeah. Brentwood, Tennessee. We went to this church and we went to this marriage small group with people that we did not know and they didn't know each other even though it was at this church not everybody went to this church right, yeah. it was just at this program there was different was, campuses yes different, and yeah. it was housed out of this church and so they put you in a small group with your peers so pretty much people who are in your stage of life right. so the people in our group for the most part had kids roughly our kids ages maybe had been married a similar amount of time to us yep. and then they pair you with a mentor couple who is uh, at least probably a decade ahead of you. So all of us had kids still living at home and our mentor couple were empty nesters and grandparents. Right. So we went every week for 17 weeks and we had a booklet that we went through and we had assignments each week to read the chapter and do things in the chapter. Sometimes we had to discuss stuff with each other. Re-engage. Re-engage. That's what it's there called. It just popped in my head. Good job. Re-engage. Huh? So our mentor couple has done this I can't even remember how many, so many times, like double digits amount of times that they have gone through it themselves and then also been a mentor couple. And they said they have literally had people in their group that had filed for divorce, like had divorce papers already drawn up. And this course was like their last ditch effort and ended up not um, getting a divorce. They had a situation too, where uh, one of the spouses in their group was hiding drug addiction and it came out in the group yeah. and they were able to get help for the spouse. And I'm just going to say it's very intrusive. It, yeah. it really oh, makes yeah. you get in your feelings and it's like going to group therapy, but it's not therapy. It's not counseling. Right. It's just spiritual based. And it really makes you look at yourself. It makes you see how selfish you are <laughs> yeah. and how prideful you are and how you really just want things your way. It reminds you that that's not what your marriage is about, that it's that yes, you need your needs are important, but also the needs of the other person are just as important and their needs are not going to be the exact same as yours. And so y'all have to figure it out yep. and get on the same page about stuff. And as life changes, you know, like we said, as life has changed for us, it seems like every year we go through a different life change. Yeah, you know, I would something. totally do that 
re-engaging I mean, in. It just, it's a refresher course. Because, yeah, we get something totally different out of it. You know, when we're going through growth, a lot of times it's hard. You know, change is hard. And mm -hmm. as we know, this world is changing every single day. And, mm -hmm. you know, who are we to say that we don't we don't change? We're always the same. I mean, I think we don't want to be always the same. You no. want to always be changing and evolving into something better. I agree. Yes. But with that comes growing pains. Right. There's constant evolution there of needing to, with those growing pains as an individual, mm -hmm. then you've got growing pains as a couple. Mm -hmm. And so you've got to be able to work through those growing pains. Absolutely. What would be something you would want to share about us hmm. that is, I was going to try to lighten it up because we just were being so, I was going to say something oh. that is funny. Something funny about us? Yes. What is something that people want to know? I have no idea. Just put you on the spot. Yeah. Do you have something in mind? Like, do you know, have an answer to that? No. Oh. Just putting you on the spot. Something funny about us. Yeah. I do think, I don't know that it's funny, but people make comments to me all the time and have our whole relationship that we're together all the time yeah. and that they just think we're so cute. Yeah, I've told you multiple times that the people that I work with or the people in life, they think that you're perfect. Like, well, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> of course they do. Like if you, this is pre-COVID when you could just pop into somebody's yeah. office. You can't really do that anymore where I work. But you would like pop in and bring cookies or just pop in to say hi. Yeah. Not even bring me anything. Just pop in and say hi. Or when you, depending on what job you had and if you were working in town or not, you would just come by or just call me like, hey, you want to go to lunch? Or yeah. you would do that kind of stuff a lot. And people just think that's so great. And to me, that's just normal. It's like yeah. what we do. And I do appreciate those things. For sure. And I think the older I get and the longer we're married, honestly, the more I appreciate them. Because as you grow older and you see the people around you, you start to see marriages fail or families fall apart. Yeah. And you're like, wow, that really is special and unique what we have. That we like to be together and we enjoy one another's company. When our kids were little, we, all, we both always went to their sports practices. Oh, yeah. Of course, half the time we were the coaches that so yeah. we had to go. But if we weren't the coaches, we both would go. Even now, sometimes. Now yeah. that they're older, parents don't really go to the practices. Also, because mm. practices are like three hours long now. Yeah. But we do that. Or if we the kids have a game, we try to get home and meet each other so we can ride together instead of both right. driving. Just those little things. And that, again, that's not funny. But I just think that's something unique about us that people make comments to me about that sometimes like oh y'all are so sweet you can really tell that y'all really like each other <laughs> i guess that probably answered my question more it wasn't necessarily shouldn't have, i shouldn't have said funny unique is a good one mm. i mean that was a good thing to do but i interrupted you what were you gonna say you said you had something else you want to say. oh you don't want to answer that question first no go ahead okay i was, I was gonna just say asking a question because this came up recently okay. we have a a 16 year old daughter yeah so would you, Craig, like to share with the people, what is a question that we get so often about having a 16-year-old <laughs> daughter? And honestly, we've gotten it way even before we had teenagers. Yeah. Just when we had kids in general. What is something, when people find out that we got married or got engaged at 17 and 18 and then got married at 18 and 19, what do people say that like their go-to thing? What would you do if your daughter was gets engaged at 17 years yes. old and wants to get married at 18 years old. People, I want to ask us that all, all the time. The time. Yeah. All 
the time. And what's funny about that is if you talk to Taylor, she's like, oh my gosh, I can't even imagine being engaged next year. So far off her radar. Yeah. She's very different from us in that way. But a lot can change in a year. A lot can change. And that's yeah. what I say to people is it'll just depend on who she is at oh, yeah. 17 and 18. And yeah. when you and I made this decision, we didn't just out of the blue pick yeah, a guy or pick a girl. I hadn't just met you and been like, oh, this sounds like a great idea. We how had you, been. How are you doing? Want to get married? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sure. Now that <laughs> you should be concerned about. Yeah. But we had been, when we got engaged, we'd been dating for three years. We'd been dating under the umbrella of our family's guidance and family's yeah. council and the council of youth leaders and trusted people through our church and friends. And we both loved the Lord and had a really good relationship with him. We both, for the most part, as much as is possible, had him at the center of our life and sought counsel from him, like prayed about our relationship and asked him what direction we wanted it to go in. So if my daughter comes to me and says those things to me and I can see that fruit in her life, I'm not saying it's going to be easy and just be like, sure, I'm so happy you want to get married at 18, but I don't know that I would discourage it and be like, no, you can't do that. You need to have an American worldview and go to college and live life yeah. and <laughs> do all of, buy a house and make uh, sure you have something to fall back on. That's what I heard all the time. Right. To me, someday when some boy <laughs> comes and wants my daughter's hand in marriage, I don't like saying that. I don't care what age she is. I think the same thing rings true if it is something that is God's will and she can see that and she knows that and she is following after that. Mm -hmm. And if he sees that it's God's will and he's following after that and he knows that, then yeah, that makes the decision easier. It does. It's when you see the imbalance. Right. That's what makes it to where it's kind of harder. If they're not following Jesus, one of yeah. them or both of them, yeah. or if they are very immature, there's yeah. a lot of things where, lot I would, things where I would definitely not want her to do it. But there are right. also all the things you just said are things that I would say, yeah, because I look at my life and I feel very in the center of God's will and have for I have never felt like I wasn't supposed to marry you or be with you. When people, which people still do, make snide comments about the fact that we oh, got every married time, again. Whenever, anytime I meet somebody in there, you know, you get talking, oh, you're married. Yeah. How long have you been married? Oh, I've been married 20 and I'm going through the thing. Mm-hmm, trying to wait, remember. wait, 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 20 what? You're, mm-hmm. you're in the in the 20s? I'm like, yeah, it'll be 24 years. And they're like, how old were you when you got married? Like, it's this, this big, like, shock of all shocks. So and I'm shocking. like, yeah, I was 19. Oh, that's just too young. People just people don't even know. They'll just yeah. say that. But even my own family says that. Your yeah. family doesn't really do that, but my family does that. They still make snide comments about when I got married as a teenager. And I told you the other day, because this just came up, I said, the next time that one of them asked me that, I'm going to ask them what they would change about my life right now. What's so bad about my life <laughs> that you think that I should have done it different? <laughs> uh, people always want to give you their opinion. And we're those people, we'll, too. We'll be. Yeah, yeah that's true. <laughs> Listen, we have a podcast called The How-To Gurus (laughs) to tell you how to do this thing called life. (laughs) It's our opinion. (laughs) That's right. Yeah, we'll we'll be 60 years old and people will still be like, you got married way too young. Yeah, they will. It's okay. I mean, they're entitled to their opinion, but maybe they should keep it to themselves. Or get their own podcast. Or get their own podcast. (laughs) Yeah, that's a great idea. Joking. (laughs) So... How should we wrap up about us? There's really not much to wrap up because it's still going. That's right. (laughs) 
I, in a lot of ways, I feel like we've only just begun. This is, would be my wrap up. Okay. We'll both share in this one. Oh, you didn't prep me. I know. Ask it's okay. It's questions. an easy one. Okay. What are you looking forward to about being an empty nester? That change in our marriage. Walking around naked. <laughs> <laughs> I can't say what I want to say. <laughs> <laughs> all right you weren't prepared well for that. y'all we're just gonna <laughs> sign off right now. Um, yeah good night <laughs> i am looking forward to oh come on wait a minute don't pop the bubble yeah that was, no that, that was what you... that was a legitimate oh, oh, answer okay, but okay, i have okay. i have a lot okay. of things i'm looking forward to i'm looking forward to spending uninterrupted time with you i'm looking forward to having our own schedule in a lot of ways, just yes. because our kids, it depends on where our kids are. I and mean, yeah. if they live in the area, that would be still a bit more limited, but yeah. our schedule is really tied to what they're doing right now yeah. in, in this season of life, which it is when they're little too. And I didn't realize quite how much it would be when they were teenagers, but yeah, we are still very tied not. to their schedule Yeah, and our kids are busy people. So I just yeah. look forward to a little bit more flexibility with yeah. you and I just being like, let's go grab dinner. And yeah. then we only have to pay for two people. that's what I'm looking forward to. I'm looking forward to being able to date again. Yeah. You know, we don't have time now as we're recording this. It's almost midnight. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, We've got so much going on and I know that sometimes that's bad and some people are like, Oh, you got to make time. You can't, you only have 24 hours. Right. And we did say in an earlier podcast that we do make time to be together. Like we have just spent the last hour sitting here, you and me having a conversation and there's plenty of I'm talking about like, going on a date right know, but to out, actually movie, go on going, a formal date yeah. we just don't make the time to do that and it's yeah. just really well we choose not to because we choose to spend those extra time that extra time excuse me with our kids yeah because they're really busy so for the four yeah. of us to all be together and get to do something it's getting more and more difficult it is and a lot of times those would be the nights we'd be available to go on a date yeah. is when both of our kids are home well, I'm looking forward to emptiness Nester part. And I know people are like, oh, don't rush it, you know. And I'm not. I look, yeah. I'm, I very much enjoy where I'm at right now. Mm. And, and we'll miss it sometimes. With the kids and stuff like that, too. But, you know, I don't dread the next chapter, too. So. I don't either. I look forward to it. I know we'll be sad and there'll be oh, moments yeah. that I, because even though I'm not very much of a little kid person and I look back at being a stay-home mom or having both kids home for a long time, I, I do remember how challenging those times were, but there's yeah. still parts of me that miss that. Right. sometimes i'll well, see a picture and miss grandma. those days i can be a stay-at-home grandma maybe i don't know we'll don't see know. we'll see <laughs> is that a thing <laughs> i don't know well your kids will probably you know want that because like, free child care yeah i'll do it if i can do it i'll do it for <laughs> maybe all right well that's a wrap on uh, this that's episode all about us yep. we have an instagram account it is at the How To Gurus Podcast. There we go. So if you don't follow us on Instagram, please jump on there and do that. Also, follow us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Spotify. Pretty much every podcast listening app we're on. But on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify, you can leave reviews. All right. Thank Bye, you. Bye, everybody. Bye. And that's all for episode four. This week's review comes from Emberl Cops. These two are funny, real, and give great advice. Excited to listen and see what is to come. I know this will be at the top of my podcast list. Thank you, Emberl Cops. 
And thank you for listening and please subscribe and like the How To Gurus on your favorite podcasting app.